Hi, and welcome to what listeners all agree is a podcast that they listen to. Five minutes of rum, notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. Today's episode features Zaya rum, cinnamon syrup, and a cocktail that combines those two ingredients called La Trinidad. So, uh, as I mentioned, today's rum is Zaya rum. Zaya rum is distributed by a brand called Infinium Spirits. Uh, they also market, among other things, Coralejo Tequila, Templeton Rye, Crystal Head Vodka. So they have a, a portfolio of brands that you're probably familiar with, and they definitely have good distribution because these are not products that you have any trouble finding in a liquor store or indeed even a grocery store. Not not obscure in the least, uh, and stuff that's easily found. So particularly about particularly about Zaya, um, as found on the Ministry of Rum website, I've linked to their entry on this rum in the show notes. Um, this rum is made by Trinidad Distillers Limited, which is the production arm of the Angostura Company. The Angostura Company, uh, quite you know, probably quite famously, is uh, the Bitters Company. They have the Bitters bottle with the oversized label, um, and their big uh, they're their big manufacturing output on Trinidad. Um, they manufacture uh, uh, the Trinidad Distillers Limited, that part of the Angostura Company, manufacture about eighteen to twenty million liters of rum. That's primarily sold in bulk to blenders, um, such as those who make Zaya, as well as uh, Kraken and some other rums. And so remember, rum isn't just about the raw product, but it's also how it's blended and aged. So just because you're buying something that's in bulk doesn't mean that the end product is something that could be lumped in with, oh, this is a a, giant vat of rum. It must not be that good. It's not, you know, handcrafted. So in the case of Zaya and with some other rums, it's really all about blending and aging. So uh, you can also think of the Trinidad Distillers Limited similarly to Demerara Distillers Limited, uh, where they sort of manufacture all of the Demerara rums, but then you know they distribute it out to other people who buy it in bulk and then make it their own by the way that they um, barrel age it or by the way that they produce it. The way, the way they make the finished product is really more about how the rum ends up tasting. Um, in this case, um, according to handcrafted spirits. Um, I've linked to them in the show notes and I'll talk about them again in a, in a moment. Uh, the base rum is made from blackstrap molasses. So it's got a, definitely a dark color. Although I would say when you taste it, it doesn't taste much like blackstrap. And that probably has a lot to do with how they age it and with how that they, um, how they blend it. So Zaya rum is bottled at 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's a blend of approximately three to five different rums. Uh, they're aged a minimum of 12, 12 years in oak barrels. Uh, you'll see right on the label that it's aged 12 years. Um, and when it comes to rum, the age designation that you see on a bottle is the minimum age. So there's always the the uh, quite distinct possibility that there's some older rums in there, but that means that the minimum age is 12 years. Um, Zaya is made um, after multiple column distillations. I think in this case, I read that it's five. Um, and again, like I mentioned a few moments ago, blending is a key component of a rum like Zaya. Um, in fact, in this case, the master blender not only wants to produce a, you know, a good rum, a fine rum, but they want to consistently produce that fine rum. In fact, with a, a blended spirit, uh, rum, scotch, or others, getting the consistency right from batch to batch is probably the most important aspect. You know, just as in, it's important to have a good final product, but when you have a blend, it's very important that you have that same product over and over again because once people develop a, a taste for that particular thing, that's what they're going back for. Um, there is some more detailed information on how the master blender at Zaya blends via link in the show notes. Again, that was a, a link from hand, uh, excuse me, hand selected spirits. 
um, and that's in the show notes. You you can usually find Zaya for just under thirty dollars for a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle, and it's often on sale for closer to twenty three to twenty five dollars if you find it on a good sale. So particular to Zaya um, and tasting and and looking at the aroma and appearance of this, in terms of appearance, it's very dark brown in the bottle, not quite dark Jamaican rum, but still you know a nice deep brown in the glass. Um, and then after it's poured, and in addition to being, you know, a nice deep brown in the bottle. In terms of the aroma, the the nose is very full of spice. So right away, you're greeted with vanilla, maybe a little bit of pepper, and probably just a little bit of wood, uh, although not nearly like some other aged rums that really take on more characteristics of the barrel. Um, this one, the spice is the primary component, followed, of course, by the sugary smell. So if you've ever smelled Zaya, um, one of the things it's noted for, in addition to being, you know, a, a sort of a vanilla e rum, is also a, a sweeter rum. Um, it smells sugary, even more so if you're um, smelling it directly from the bottle. And then while it still smells sugary in the glass, by that time it's opened up a little bit more, and so then you get a little bit more of the spice smell as well. There's also just a little bit of astringency on the nose, uh, but very faint. It's not like it's going to burn when you smell it. Uh, but you can tell, you know, right around the edges that it is, you know, alcohol that you're smelling. In terms of taste, um, it's very, well, I wouldn't say very, very is probably a bad word to use there. It's sweet on the first sip and then quickly moves up the nose and then drops down into your throat with just a little bit of burn. Um, it's very smooth overall, despite that description. It's kind of a, a quick process as it moves through, um, it moves through your mouth. Um, you taste some caramel, some butterscotch. And again, you taste some of that spice, the really strong vanilla and a little bit of weak pepper. Um, you wouldn't be wrong if you refer to this as a spiced rum because compared to some other aged rums that you taste, that is really the predominant um, flavor profile. Not bad, not overwhelming, not like an aged rum where you're like, whoa, this is nothing but vanilla in a bottle. But it definitely is, you know, it definitely has spice elements that you can pick up pretty easily. In terms of finish, uh, it has a, a medium finish. It seems to warm quickly through your throat and then fade. But then, you know, even though it fades quickly, it's kind of a long, mellow fade. So it doesn't completely fade away. Um, overall, uh, Zaya is a, it's a very approachable sipping rum. It tends to be uh, a little bit sweet and more than just a hint of vanilla, but it tends to be very well received by people who don't necessarily sip rum or other spirits neat. So often um, I've set this out after dinner and people, um, especially if they're not people who would normally sip um, alcohol straight, they would only have it in a cocktail. They find this, you know, you know, to be one of their favorites. Uh, right away, they gravitate towards it. And I don't think it's just the sweetness. I think it's also, um, it has a, a real good mouthfeel and it has, a, you know, this, a right amount of spice without being an overpowering spice. Um, your whiskey drinking friends may find the sweetness a little bit off-putting. So it's probably not going to be their favorite. Um, but overall, I would say, you know, if you have, folks over and they're not often drinking rum neat, this would be a good starter, a good approachable rum, and then working their way up into things that are a little bit a little bit more aged, a little bit different style, um, maybe a little bit less sweet. So serve it neat, serve it in a double old-fashioned glass, and enjoy. So one uh, cocktail syrup that's common in, in classic tiki cocktails and maybe some other classic cocktails is cinnamon syrup. And I haven't covered that yet on Five Minutes of Rum. Um, and it's actually really, really simple. So, you know, cinnamon syrup, just like it says on the tin, is a simple syrup but made with cinnamon. Um, again, it's pretty common in old Dawn's drinks like the zombie um, and used in a lot of other, well, I wouldn't say a lot of, but used in many other cocktails that are fairly well known. 
like the Jet Pilot and the Nui Nui. And it also makes up part of, uh, quote, Don's mix, unquote, which is a two-to-one ratio of grapefruit juice to cinnamon syrup. And that, when mixed together, um, is what's used in a 1934 zombie, used in a Donga Punch, and is used in a couple other of uh, Don's ingredients. And we'll get into that a little bit more uh, when we cover the zombie in a future show and probably some other cocktails in a future show. Um, As with most of the syrups that I've covered on 5 Minutes of Rum, you can go ready-made or you can make your own. Um, In terms of ready-made, I would refer to you to our old friend B.G. Reynolds. Uh, He has a very good cinnamon syrup, and the link to that is on the show notes. I find that B.G. Reynolds syrup, though, is a little bit strong, so I usually dial back the amount that's called for just a little bit if I'm using his syrup. So if something were to call for a half ounce of cinnamon syrup and it's the BG Reynolds, I would do somewhere between a quarter to a third of an ounce. Um, But do that to taste, really. What you're going for is a balance. And so if your end result in your cocktail is they taste almost entirely like cinnamon and rum, chances are you probably didn't get the balance that was needed, so you just need to tweak it a little bit. Now, in terms of making your own, um, this is pretty much as as easy as making the simple syrup. Um, I have a link to an article on the Kaiser Penguin website. It was actually an article specifically on the Jet Pilot, but as part of that, he put in a very simple ingredient to, or a very simple recipe for cinnamon syrup. And so that's the one I'm going to quote here. That's the one I make the most often. When it comes to the cinnamon that you use for cinnamon syrup, I don't want to encroach too much on Alton Brown's territory, but there are two different kinds. The most common kind that you'll find is cassia cinnamon. That's the one that's in the, the big spice section of your local grocery store. Uh, very tough, very brittle, um, very hard uh, bark, and uh, sort of a dark woody texture. Um, that's the one that's easiest to find. You can use that. It'll still work well, but that gives you a real sharp flavor. If you can find at sort of a, I mean, here in Southern California, if I go to Vallarta or another Latin American market, it's pretty easy to find Ceylon cinnamon, uh, which is only using the inner bark and is a little bit more papery. Uh, when you break it apart, it's a little bit more crumbly and it has a little bit more subtle flavor. So either one of those will work, but if you can find the Ceylon at a, at a Latin grocery store, that's probably the one you want to go with. Other than that, the recipe for cinnamon syrup, very simple. Take three cinnamon sticks, crumble those up until you know they're in relatively small pieces. You don't need to use a spice grinder or anything like that. You can use your hands. And then combine that into a sauce pot with two cups of sugar, just white sugar will do there, and then one cup of water. Um, heat that over medium heat until the not only the sugar dissolves, but it comes to just a, a little bit of a simmer. Cover and let it simmer there for two minutes, kind of turn the heat down a little bit, and then turn off the heat and remove it from heat and let it steep um, covered for two hours. Once those two hours are up, uh, simply pour it into a glass bottle. Um, I've linked to them before. There's a link in the show notes again for this episode, but I typically just pour it into the glass bottle that's used for olive oil, common at any sort of Italian restaurant, and then store it in the fridge. Um, I would probably add a half ounce to an ounce of uh, neutral spirit, maybe white rum, um, and that'll help with the preservation in the refrigerator. Um, The same question I ask a lot of times when it comes to these sorts of syrups, should you make your own? Um, I would probably advocate that you should. Uh, In this case, your investment is pretty small. You know, making a syrup and letting it sit on the stove, you know, off the heat for two hours and then bottling it, probably not that difficult. I think you can do it. I mean, I think it's going to make a difference, especially when you make some of the cocktails that we're going to get to in future episodes or the one that we're going to talk about today, which is La Trinidad. So La Trinidad is a a cocktail that I've concocted specifically for this episode um, to use the ingredients that we've talked about in this episode already, which is cinnamon syrup and Zaya rum. 
It is a variation on the daiquiri. Uh, the name itself means the Trinity in Spanish, which is, of course, a nod to the country of origin for the rum, Trinidad, um, as well as the trio of ingredients that make up this cocktail, which, you know, is mostly a trio, not counting the bitters. So anyways, but I guess the bitters, they're also from Trinidad because they're Angostura bitters. So really that works anyway. So um, reminder when it comes to the juice, fresh juice only on this. Um, and the recipe is pretty simple because again, it's just a, it's a daiquiri. So it's a, a real simple ratio. In this case, two ounces of Zaya rum, one ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, one half ounce of homemade cinnamon syrup or BG Reynolds cinnamon syrup, one dash of Angostura bitters, and then shake that with ice cubes until well chilled and strain into a cocktail glass. Um, and that's it. I'm going to go ahead and taste mine here. Mm. So one of the things that works really well because the Zaya already has that vanilla and spice note is you add a complementary spice, like in this case, the cinnamon, the cinnamon syrup, and then a little bit of the lime juice to take the edge off the sweet. Now, I found when I was actually making this, I made this two different ways, one with the bitters and one without the bitters. And the cinnamon syrup was still just a little bit too sweet until adding the bitters, um, which is the reason for having a dash of that in there. Plus, I find it, you know, like I said before, it works well because it's from Angostura. Angostura is based in Trinidad, so it all kinds of fit, fits together nicely anyways. Um, I would say this is, you know, easy enough to sw- to sip, but has enough spice to warm things up a little. So it's not, not as crisp and clean as a traditional daiquiri. It has a little bit more going on, um, but it makes, you know, maybe it makes a nice winter daiquiri. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Show links are up on the five minutes of rum website. That's number five minutes of rum.com. The show is also on iTunes as five minutes of rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, or even leave a review. I would encourage you, if you haven't done so, uh, please go and leave a review or at least rate the show on iTunes. It helps people find the show. Um, The more ratings and the more rankings we get or the more reviews and ratings we get, uh, the higher up it comes up on search results. So I don't understand all the mysteries of the iTunes store. I just know that uh, more ratings equals more visibility. So if you don't mind, that would be very helpful for the show. Show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. Please send in any in any comments, corrections, feedback, or requests you have via either the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter. And now, go get some rum. <laughs>